Hello friends, I'm your host Chris Thrill, I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all 7 continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. Hello team, today I'm going to talk about the time I got uh, kidnapped at Knife Point in the South American jungle. If you can like and subscribe, I'd very much appreciate it. So, yeah, I've been uh, quite lucky really. I've backpacked through every single country in the Americas. So that's North America, Central America, South America, from Alaska all the way down to the tip of Argentina, Tierra del Fuego. That's where I uh, got on an expedition ship and sailed for Antarctica to go scuba diving. But um, I got in a situation, I was studying youth work at university. And for, you know, you're at uni, you have these long holidays, right? Like three months or something ridiculous. And I got on the phone to a travel agent and I figured a way that I could get to visit the last few places on, on in South America that I hadn't visited. All the countries that tourists don't, you know, backpackers and tourists don't ever go. But it was Colombia, Venezuela, Guyana, Guyana and French Guiana and Suriname. Don't forget Suriname. And uh, first of all, I stopped off in Central America, visiting El Salvador. El Salvador, which is a rough old place, it's full of uh, ex-rebels wandering around, drugged up to the eyeballs, really dangerous place. Anyway, I'm down there in French Guiana. I'm having words with myself because I'm starting to realise, and this is wrong, I was getting bored of travelling. I'd, I'd you know, I've seen 80 countries on all seven continents and I was starting to get in a situation where I was becoming a drug tourist. I'd still do all the sightseeing. I'd, you know, I'd go and see the waterfalls. I'd go and see the ruins, all this kind of thing. But yeah, I must be one of the few people that's been around Auschwitz on a come down and tool slang in Cambodia. You Google tool slang. Horrific place. Horrendous. It's where, uh, the Khmer Rouge tortured anyone that was remotely educated they took them to this old school building and they tortured them in horrific ways and under the Khmer Rouge millions of uh, Cambodians were put to death just to uh, by the regime in, in, to try to bolster their power the tall slang is nasty they used to put nets on each floor of the building and that was because people were so desperate they would try and throw themselves off the building because what they were going through was yeah I would say beyond human, but obviously it's done by humans, right? So, becoming a bit of a drug tourist, uh, I'm down there in French Guiana. I've been camping out in the jungle, catching piranhas, visiting the Amazon, you know, just getting around, seeing as much as I could. And one night I was in uh, the capital of French Guiana, Cayenne. And Cayenne, it's it's a weird place because 
It's real poverty in that part of South America. It's crack city. You can stop any on any road in any of those towns or cities and lean out a car window. Not that you've got a car as a tourist. Well, actually, I did. I, I hired a car. Just lean out the car window and go like that. And like within five minutes, you've got rocks of crack for like $1. This is not an advert for, for taking drugs, by the way. As you're going to hear, it's just another very near-death experience I had uh, on drugs and alcohol. And uh, you just make of it what you will. I'm not here to give anyone lectures. You know, you live your life. I'll live my my life, right? So I'm down there. I've just arrived in Cayenne. Booked into a backpackers, like a cheap... We, they're not even backpackers down there because they don't get tourists. They don't get backpackers. So it's it's just a like a hostel, right? Like a cheap hotel, a, a real sleazy, crummy hotel. And that night, I thought I'd go out for food. Found a Vietnamese restaurant, and I'm thinking Vietnamese in South America. And then, of course, you've got to remember the French were in Vietnam before the Americans, weren't they? And they got their ass kicked as well, I think. Um, so there's a you know big Vietnamese interest in France, and French Guiana is obviously uh, a French colony, and it still is. Which is quite unusual because most of the colonies, well, all the colonies in Africa um, were decolonized, weren't they? So I went to this French restaurant, I had a few beers, and I'm wandering back, and I'm in that dangerous state you get into when you've had a few beers, right? And as I was walking back to my hotel, someone shouted hello, and I looked up, and there were two guys on a balcony on top of one of these old decadent colonial buildings. The type with a veranda going around, right? And uh, they're like, hello! And uh, black black dudes, obviously, most of the people down there are of African origin, taken there as slaves, you know, way back in the days of slavery, and, and obviously now have long since got their freedom. But as with all that kind of socio-economic circumstances, it's just poverty as far as these a lot of these guys are concerned right so i just looked up and waved and of course my uh the druggy angel on my shoulder says you know got got any weed and the guy's like yeah, yeah, yeah. wait there wait there we'll be down so next thing i know these two guys are at my side on the street and they're like come come we've got to make a trip right and freaking stupid Try not to swear it because apparently YouTube demonetizes you if you swear. Not that I get, I've got enough followers to get monetized, but maybe one day when I have that, that um, I'll be pleading poverty because I swore in my videos. So we hopped in this old, uh, they're all French cars down there. So it was like a Renault, Renault Clio or some some small car. And this, I hopped in the passenger seat. So I'm in the right-hand seat. One guy's driving and one guy's in the seat behind. And we're driving out to this, I don't know if you call it like a homestead, like a, a settlement, or a little bit in on the edge of the jungle. And you have to go through, obviously, through a road, through the middle of the jungle to, to get 
anywhere down down in these parts. And I get chatting, and the guy in the back says, "I went to Sandhurst." If you're English, you know what that you probably know what that is. It's the officers college for the British Army, and he went there on some sort of transfer from the French. Guianan army officers went to Sanders and they did some of their training, right? So I immediately said, oh, I'm ex-Marine, you know, blah, 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 chat, chat. And we drove out to this settlement. The guys disappeared. And as they went, I said, I thought I'd take advantage of this situation. I said, can you get any coke? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They came back after about 20 minutes. And I don't know what they were doing when they went to this dealer's house. I'm reckoning that they either got stoned or they got high. Because when they came back, I didn't suspect anything. They just got in a car. I'm thinking, this guy's a, you know, been in the military like me. He's been in England, in Sanders. This is not a problem, right? We're driving along and we're going through the jungle. It's pitch black because it gets dark there at six o'clock, right? It's absolutely black. Suddenly, the guy slams on the brakes. In fact, no, before that, I heard the driver say something in like Creole, you know, that mixed language that they speak in such places, mix of like French, Portuguese, English, um, slang, all this kind of stuff, Spanish. I heard him speak to the guy in the back, but he said the word wire, obviously a word that's used in English in a lot of languages because it, it's a specific modern technology. He went, oh, wire. And I just turned to him and went, fuck off. I said, do you think I'm, you think I've got a wire? He said, no, 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 it's okay. So I thought, okay, maybe I, maybe I misunderstood, right? Then we're driving a bit more and I'm just sort of relaxed. I've had a beer. I'm, I'm reassured again. And then suddenly the guy just stops the car and goes, get out. And it just in that instant turned into one moment you don't want to be. My heart started pounding a bit and I'm thinking, this ain't right. This just ain't right. So I got out and I went around the front of the car and I'm standing in the headlights. This guy comes up this side, his mate, who was a more, let's just say, a more of a local guy, bit rougher looking, really thick set. He got out the driver's seat and when he came around the front of the car, in the light, I could see a sheath knife about this long, so about 12 inches, just hanging down in his hand, this big rusty blade. Ah. And they're like, right, who the fuck are you? I'm like, guys, calm down. I'm an English tourist. I'm not police. I haven't got a wire. I'm an English tourist. Look, I've got a camera taking tourist pictures. And they're like, I said, I said, uh, I didn't know this guy's name, so I called him Sanders. Right? I said, Oi, Sanders. And I'm playing on the fact that, you know, we've got like this bond. You're supposed to do that when you're in a kidnap situation, right? You play on the bond that you've got something in common with your kidnapper because then it makes them, makes it hard, harder for them to stick you, right? So I'm like, Sanders, come on. We're both military, man. What are you doing? And they they kind of grumbled and went, oh, back in the car. And I thought, Phew. I thought I'd survived the interrogation and this was, you know, this had all gone my way. 
I'd already put the Coke in my wallet. I tucked it in the, you know, the flat inside your wallet. Two bags of Coke, so two, about two grams, I tucked them in. And uh, I got back in the car and we drove on through the jungle. And then suddenly, before I knew it, this guy slams on the brakes, switches the lights off. And the Sanders dude from the back gets me from behind with a knife. And he's got me like that in the car. So quick as a flash, I put my hand in my pocket, pulled out my flick knife, and I said, fucking drop it. Fucking drop it now. And I'm I'm being quiet because my family's my family's in the house, right? But I'm saying it about ten times louder than that. I'm just threatening this guy, giving back as good as I got, right? And I've got his arm like that, and I can feel the blade across my throat, this rusty blade. And I've just got my flick knife like that. And wondering why I carry a flick knife. Uh, might have heard in one of my stories when I was in Barbados, again, similar poverty setup. One of my friends was raped on the beach in front of her boyfriend. And, and, uh, first of all, they were mugged. And then the guy went, right, I want your woman, right? And when I was in, when, when I've been traveling around South America, some of the stories you get down there and just met, they'll get, get on a bus, the banditos, the bandits, shoot the driver dead tell everyone to give their money they'll shoot the driver they'll shoot the first passenger and it's just give us your money right uh so yeah i always carried a uh, flick knife everywhere i've gone and i carried a machete down the back of my down the back of my trousers pants if you're american um in places in south america anyway so i've got his arm i've got my flick knife and i'm like drop it drop it and it was it was a Mexican standoff, if you can have a Mexican standoff in South America. And finally, like, there's nothing I can do, right? He's got the knife there, even though I'm holding his his arm. All he's got to do is that, and I'm, I'm dead. I've got this one. And my mind's computing this situation as quick as I can. I'm thinking, these guys ain't out to rob me, and they ain't out to, like, kidnap me for a a, a ransom, right? They've just got paranoid. You can see it. They've got paranoid that I'm a copper, and it's and they don't know. Like I'm not French, you know. They're they're local guys. I could just be a French guy speaking English, right? And they're not picking up on any of the nuances that um, you know, tourists. Maybe the fact I was in the military didn't help. But I'm 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 working this out at lightning speed that they don't want to kill me or hurt me, and they're gonna have a massive problem. But they are worried I'm a copper. And finally, like I've got this guy. If I try and stick him in the head, he's just going to cut my throat. So I drop the knife. I drops it in the footwell of the car. And then the guy's like, right, get out. So I got out of the car and he let me go. And I'm out of the car. They're like, give us your camera. Now I've got all my tourist photos from, from Blight. I mean, not, not, I mean, they, they were film cameras back then, right? So, so it was only like about 36 pictures, but I got some of skydiving, flying, traveling around Central America, you know, a few of South America. And I ain't giving him my camera. I mean, he wanted it. They wanted to delete the photos. They, I, they didn't give a shit about the camera, right? So I said, you're not having it. And then the guy just went mad. The guy with a knife. 
not the one that was behind me, the Sanders dude, the driver. He pulled out back out his his blade and he just come at me like this and he's just slashing like like that. And I'm just timing it, bending him off. Finally stood like that and I'm stood my back is literally against the jungle. I can't go anywhere and I just got my camera and I threw it and they heard it crash in the jungle and they were just cursing me, right? And then the girl oh that's right. The girl who was in the back, when the car stopped the first time and had gone through my wallet, she taken the money out. She didn't take my bank card, didn't see the coke that was in there, just took my money. And luckily, I never travelled with very much. It was about maybe 80 bucks American, 50 quid English. Um, so that one I could take a hit on. Not so much to the camera film, but 50 quid ain't worth getting killed for, right? Nor is a camera film. I'm not suggesting it is, but you pick your battles, right? And uh, then they ran back into the car, jumped in, and they went to drive off. And I just ran, dived through the window, got the guy round in a headlock. And I'm like, where's my fucking knife? He's like, get off, get off. We'll, we'll drop it. We'll, we'll drop it. I was like, where's my knife? And then I heard it clatter out the driver's window he must have picked it up and just chucked it out the window and i let these guys go right and uh, as the car drove off it was pitch black you couldn't see literally couldn't see my hand in front of my face got down on the road and i'm doing all this business and i found a knife and then i had to go into the jungle and crawl around on my hands and knees until i till i could find a camera I took took about half an hour to find my camera so I got back on the road I didn't have a clue which direction I was going so I just followed the road having no idea how long it was going, going to go on for and after about half an hour I heard this noise and in the darkness I could just see this guy when he got right up close pushing, pushing a moped right and um, I can't remember how yeah I said to him, where's Cayenne? And he's like, that way, that way. I was like, okay, I was, at least I was going in the right direction. So I kept walking. Finally, I got to this house. So just randomly, I went up and knocked on the door. And this French girl answered. And her boyfriend was a local guy. And she was over visiting him. They'd met on some sort of exchange abroad, right? So she was all, you know, good in English and everything. Um, which is good because my Spanish was quite good then for traveling, obviously, in America so long. But French Guiana, they're speaking French, right? She's like, hey, no problem. Get in the car. We'll take you to your hotel. So they um, they they stopped at a garage, bought me beers, and then dropped me back to my hotel. And the first thing I did was I went back to the flat where these guys were because I'm mad that she's stolen my money, right? Again, Pretty stupid thing to do. Should have just let it go, right? But I thought, you're idiots, really. I know where you live. Were they going to come back there? No, of course they weren't. You know, they were going to lie low, weren't they, and wait to, for this tour, tourist to Foxtrot Oscar, which eventually I did. But I did do that cocaine, and I'm not, you know, singing the praises of drugs. 
But bloody hell, that was strong. That was like the strongest stuff I think you're ever, ever going to find, right? And uh, yeah, so like and subscribe, friends, if you would. Got plenty more stories. They're not all just like druggy alcohol shit, you know, shit sandwich situations. I, I've got a lot of, uh, you know, positive ones as well. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username Chris Thrall. Instagram, Chris.Thrall. Thank you.